And now, it's Wendy Snyder sitting in for Lisa Dent today. And we will be talking to former Chicago Bulls and analyst for NBC Sports Chicago and on the Chicago Bulls pre- and post-game, Will Purdue. Will, how are you? Well, Wendy, I'm doing very well after the big win last night. But let me just preface our discussion with two things. All right. One, thank you for being present and available during the holidays for WGN Radio. Two, we really need to consider if Lisa is going to be on the nice naughty list, considering that she is, <laughs> you know, disappeared on the holidays. But my understanding is she's hosting this year, so she's a little nervous and a little preoccupied. Yeah, well, I'm hosting too. So you know what? Some of us can work. Good for her. Lisa should take the week off. And I have to tell you, <laughs> Will, we have something in common. Uh, I played high school basketball, uh, and you played with uh, many teams, uh, and we shared the number 32. <laughs> Some of the One of the best numbers. Um, so the question is, I I picked 32 as a young kid because of Franco Harris, who actually played football for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, he did. Why did you choose 32? Well, it's stupid, but um, my brother was a very good uh, running back at Riverside Brookfield High School, and he liked 32, and I hate to say it, because of O.J. Simpson. Oh. And so then I well, said, well, I idolized my brother, and I'm like, I like 32. And Franco Harris was a babe. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you picked for that reason. Yeah. You picked because of your brother. It was in the family, so you know we can let that slide. <laughs> right. At the time, your brother just knew OJ as a great running back and a guy that would uh, you know push Hertz rental car <laughs> exactly and run through the airport. So um, the Bulls, I have to be honest with you, I, we were just watching the Bulls game the other night, and I have two sons, 20 and 23, and they said, God, we haven't been to a Bulls game since we've been like 10 and 14 years old. So I need to go to a Bulls game. It's pretty exciting. You absolutely do. But make sure it's also against a team that's above 500, because that's Unlike last year, where the Bulls struggled against some of the better teams in the com- in the league and also in the Eastern Conference, they've really done a nice job as far as being prepared and played against these teams very well. So, you know, it couldn't have come at a better time considering they were on a four-game losing streak. They're getting ready to hit a six-game road stand. They don't play at home again until December 7th. You know, it's early and you don't like talk like to talk about must-win games, but it almost felt like for the psyche of not only the team, but for the fans, they really needed that win last night against the Celtics. Well, Boston is, uh, first of all, good to talk to you, Will. First time this season. Um, you, you mentioned playing tough against better teams this year. They've already played Boston three times this year, and the Celtics may be the best team in the Eastern Conference. This year they've been at the top of the standings. And the Bulls have beaten them two out of three times. The one loss was just a four-point loss. So, what are you seeing out of the Bulls when they do, when they have played well against Boston, and what are you not seeing when they have struggled this year? You know, the interesting thing, Kevin, was last year they would lower themselves to the standard that they were playing. They didn't raise the level of their game. This year, against the better teams, they're raising the level of their game. They're prepared. They're ready to go. Now, the interesting thing, think about this. 
we don't know where the Bulls are going to finish. But because, you know, kind of like a dog chasing its tail a little bit, they've gotten behind the eight ball because, um, you know, they're now, what, seven and ten. They got a tough six game stretch coming up. They got Milwaukee at Milwaukee tomorrow night. Some of the better teams in the Western Conference on this trip. You know, they're going to be playing uphill for most of the season, unfortunately. But we have seen progress, you know, especially from Pat Williams. But think about this. Hypothetically, they're going to probably finish somewhere between six and 10. Six keeps them out of the play-in game, but seven and ten, seven through ten puts them in the play-in game. Now, some people are like, well, even if you win those games and you get into, you know, the postseason, you're probably going to go against the number one seed or the number two seed, which will be either Milwaukee or Boston. Then all of a sudden you start looking and you go, well, their record against Boston at the moment is pretty good. Now, I'm not sure if they play them again or not. I, I think they do. You know, because some teams out of your division you play three times, some teams you play four. But that that gives us some hope. You know, if they get matched up against Milwaukee, and I know I'm looking way down the road, but, you know, that kind of gives you some hope in the sense that, hey, maybe they get matched up with Boston in that first round. That's a team that I think even if Robert Williams, their center who's out uh, with injury right now, is playing, there's a chance because, you know, it's a four-game series. But, but we'll revert back to now, and, you know, hopefully they can follow up the game against Boston uh, with a really good game against Milwaukee. Maybe even if they don't win, but they have a good showing and most notably get off to a good start Wednesday. Will, what did you make of, I don't want to go as far to call it drama, but Zach Levine was benched late Friday <laughs> night after a, a one-for-14 shooting performance, and Billy Donovan opted to keep him on the bench when the team was trying to claw their way back into that one. Zach expressed his disappointment in that. He thought he should be out there. I thought Zach uh, responded with a pretty solid game last night, 22 points. But what did you make of Billy Donovan essentially benching one of his all-star guards Friday? Well, I mean, first of all, it's okay to use the word drama. It's just next time when we talk next week, let's get a little background music, kind of like, uh, you know, a soap opera. <laughs> Spice it up a little we'll bit. Be dun, ready dun, to go. Dun. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, it was drama. I mean, we had to deal with it, you know, post-game on uh, Friday. We had to deal with it Saturday and Sunday over the weekend. You know, listen, Zach, to his credit, doubled down on what he said Friday night on Sunday. But, to his credit, and, I, and I, I disagree with him, just, you know, as a former player, I think he would have been better off, you know, and this thing probably would have died a sooner death if he would have just said, listen, I didn't play well. Billy was trying to do what he thought was best for the team. I need to do a better job of being prepared. And when I shoot poorly, I need to do more things on the floor than what I was doing so I can earn the right to be on the floor late in the game. Instead, he just talked about he feels he'd earned the right to be on the floor late. But I like Billy's answer. Billy was, A, he was referring to the whole team when he said, we're not playing up to our standard. And react to the scoreboard. Regardless of who our opponent is, we have to play to a standard. Zach wasn't playing to that standard. And most guys, you try to remind them in a nice way. <laughs> when you're having a bad night offensively, there's many other ways you can contribute. And Zach just really was, you know, he wasn't filling up the stat sheet with assists or rebounds. You know, he he was wasn't really doing a great job on defense. So I thought Billy made the right choice. 
He had to answer to it. I thought he did a nice job. He did not back down. Him and Zach addressed it. They can disagree. But I thought, again, Zach responded very well, not only with 22 points because he still didn't shoot well, but I thought his defensive effort was much better because he knew the spotlight would be on him. Now he's got to do it again and then again and then again because, and I'll throw this in there, I know when he's asked about the max contract, he says, no big deal. But this is the scrutiny that comes with the max contract. You're now the face of the organization. The media wants to hear from you. The fans want to hear from you. Whether you play well or whether you play poorly, this comes with the territory. Well, as you mentioned earlier, Will, all we have is hope, and uh, our fingers are crossed tomorrow night in Milwaukee. And I hope you get your invite to Lisa Dent's for Thanksgiving dinner. You know, I'm still waiting. I'm sure it got lost in the mail, so we'll we'll wait to get that. I also, you know, I guess maybe I should check my spam folder. Maybe she sent it via email. Maybe. We'll all right. Wendy, well, we need to get you and the family to a Bulls game. Yeah, I am all over that. Will, thank you so much. Can't wait to see them live in action because it's very exciting. Have a great holiday. All right. Happy holidays. You guys have a great Thanksgiving. Good luck with your hosting duties on Thursday. (laughs) Okay. Will Perdue, former Chicago Bull analyst for NBC Sports Chicago on the Chicago Bulls pre- and post-game. It's Hoops Talk, and it's here on 720 WGN. Hey, happy holidays to you and your family from me, Anna DeVlantis. Hey, this is John Williams on behalf of me and my entire crew. Happy holidays. It's me, Bob Surratt. Glad tidings from all of us on the morning crew. WGN.